are live. We're live. It's happening. It did. Once. <laughs> Not too long ago. <laughs> no. It was in interesting. A, in, you, you pulled a you pulled a slick one on me. Yeah. In a garage. Mm-hmm. In a land far, far away. A podcast <laughs> happened. It already happened, so uh, we're we're recording the intro. From, usually, from usually the, we just go from the future. We just go straight through, and uh, we were talking about you know tonight's episode, and Kevin posed a question, and <clears throat> uh, knew it would get me rocking and rolling, so he just I, hit the I record button. It, I knew it would arouse his interests. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely yeah. did. It definitely did. So I'm thankful, but I, I I'm glad we're going back and re-recording the intro because. You we didn't have one on the yeah, last one. Yeah. We always got to have one. I thought it would give it away if I said, and we're live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sneaky son of a gun. Uh, but I do want to take a step back and say thanks to a bunch of people. Um, the The previous episode regarding teachers is, you know, probably one of our, our, our more listened to recent episodes. And, and we got a lot of feedback. Um, so I just want to call out some names like Jeannie, uh, Carrie, um, uh, Deanne, Katie, Joe, um, and so many more uh, that really chimed in and listened and gave us some good feedback. And, and uh, specifically, Katie was one of my former students. Um, oh, nice. Katie R. And she was one of my former students, and she was talking about how this resonated so much, that episode resonated so much with her because everything we were talking about of, like, why there's a shortage beyond just, like, Oh, COVID has people sick. It's like everything else, the burnout, the class size, the expectations, the political legislations that are coming down and affecting, you know, the individual classroom. She was expressing to me like how difficult that is. And, you know, she expressed it publicly on Facebook. So I don't, I won't share too much beyond that. But um, and similarly, you know, Carrie, a, a former colleague, you know, really, really struggling with a, a different district and kind of made her appreciate a previous district. And so I just want to say thank you to, to of course, all of our listeners, but really some people that reached out to us and, and talked about it. And that's that's what really drives us. That that really kind of gets jazzed, fired it, up. Yeah, it, yeah, it jazzed fired me up, up because um, I know we have, you know, relatively good listening numbers concerning how many episodes we've done and how long we've been doing this, that people have stuck with us. So we're really thankful for it. But when we get that kind of feedback, that energy, man, that puts me in a whole nother level of, yeah. uh, of, of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I came in and, and not knowing uh, exactly what Kevin had planned to get me all, you know, hyped up again, but I, I was ex- really excited to record. I always am, but I just wanted to really express my gratitude for so many. Yes, both we of always us. have we we always have certain um, people reaching out and providing us with new topics to talk about and discussion and wanting to further dis- the discussion. And we really appreciate those people. But some of these people I know um, maybe have not um, interacted as much with us, and so it was really exciting to get that kind of feedback. And so, thank you. Yeah, and in fact, you know what? We're gonna do a champ or a challenge right now. Okay, a little competition. Ooh, not between Brian and I. Boo! I like competitions. Can I get in? No, Anna and I already lost at a competition today. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, two months of watching Harry Potter does not compare to people doing it for like twenty fucking years. Yeah. Um, here's the challenge. To you, our mm-hmm, listeners, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all y'all. The Forgot first, about Dre. Yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> no, so the first 10 people <gasps> to post on our Facebook a comment, you can drop us a message, um, or you can text Brian or myself if you have our numbers and give us a topic. Brian and I will write those topics on a, on a little pieces of paper. And we will choose five of them. And our next five episodes will be about those topics. One, two, three, four, five. That's five. Got it. We will research them for you. Things that you're interested in. Things you want to know more about. We will learn about for you. Brian will probably fucking know about it. But I'll learn about it. Fast as I can. As well as I can. <laughs> and we will do a full podcast. I will it. research as well. Yeah. Brian will take 20 minutes. I'm going to take like six days. <laughs> I don't have that long. <laughs> But I'm gonna figure it out. I mean, I, I mean that seriously. Yeah. I like First that. ten people, we're gonna draw five of them from a hat. Yeah. We will cover them in the next five episodes. Got it. 
I like it. Are you okay with that, Brian? I kind of just made that decision. I, I, hey, you know what? That, that's been this kind of night, and I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I like okay. the, I like yeah. the, I liked this episode. You just like kind of threw something at me, and we went with it. So boom, twice in one night, twice baby. Twice in one night. Yeah, we got a twofer. Oh man. You know where the term twofer comes from? No, me neither. I think it's two for one. <laughs> oh, dope! See, you know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Brian, Mister Brainiac over here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, Brian. Yeah. We talk about some sad stuff in this episode. Okay? Brian, you got heated. I got, you got I passionate. Got heated. I got heated. I, you cried a little on the inside. I comforted you. I definitely. Behind did. the scenes. Yeah, Luckily, the camera wasn't rolling tonight. Brian was yeah. basically sh- on my shoulder all on that. I had to move around all the microphones <laughs> and all the equipment just so that Brian could be closer to me. Yeah. Um, I, you know? But, you know, sometimes in, the, sometimes in the darkness, you need a little bit of light. We got there. Well, and we're going to start out on a very positive note. Yeah. Brian has some good news. We're going to start a new segment. It's Brian's idea. Wait, wait. We're we're going to do a separate. That's a separate podcast. Okay, we're doing. We're going to do that. In a we're going to start doing. Hey, but no, we're going to we're going to announce this podcast that. Gonna, is very sad. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we'll get you back on here, the next one. Is, no, I think I think in you know here's the thing. I think with any kind of sadness, there should always be hope. And I hope that I provided a little bit of that throughout the segments. Like, yes, there are there are some aspects to the podcast where it's like we're in trouble. Like, I'm in danger, right? From yeah. from from Simpsons, uh, I'm in danger. But I think there's a lot of hope, and yeah. I I think by the end we get there so yeah uh, that's the key but the other exciting thing is is we're we are going to start doing another segment so you're going to get different levels of content so our usual 45 minutes to an hour episode uh we're going to continue doing uh twice a week generally speaking and then we're also going to record like a 15 to 20 minute segment as well about uh, a little bit of good in the mad, we're going to call it. A little bit of good in the mad. So we're going to find, similar to like how John Krasinski had that some good news, mm-hmm. a little bit of good in the mad. We're going to find some good news articles, some medical breakthroughs or, you know, instances of heroism and, and you know, um, equality being achieved somewhere, anywhere in the yeah. world or something like that. Um, we're going we're gonna to be doing that a little bit more. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah. All right. Well. Without any further ado, here's your regularly scheduled uh, episode. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening to Brian and Kevin from the future. Of Give this us episode. some new topics. Give us some new topics, guys. First 10, we pick five. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Real talk right now. What do you, do you think that the, do you think the United States of America is doomed right now? Mm-hmm. And no, no, no. So, so, so here, here are your, here, here are your factors. Okay, okay. Here are your factors. Factor one. We continue at the same rate that we're going at now. Or we continue on the same course, I should say, okay. that we're going at now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody hates each other. Everything's completely divided by party. Um, nobody really runs on actual um, changes for the world. You know what I mean? Everybody runs on just... It's platitudes uh, instead of platforms. Yes. Yeah. God, you're so much better at talking than me. <laughs> <laughs> I sucked. It's probably like a mixture of like lack of sleep and um, no, you don't working. No, you don't. I did get fifty hours this week, which is great because I just got a little bump in pay. Which good for you. Yeah, earned. Earned. I, I kind of felt that way. Earned. I had, for the first time. I kind of was like, you know what? I fucking deserve this right now. <laughs> but she told me about it like Saturday. Like we had a busy after, after yeah, well, you'd already yeah, like racked up some hours. Yeah, well, it was busy because I was I was in overtime starting at like I don't even fucking know noon. Jeez. And um, she texted me and like, we had a busy lunch. And then uh, I was getting ready for dinner shift. And she's like, I bumped your pay up by $3 an hour. Ooh, and good for like, you. <laughs> and in, in that moment, I was like, yeah, you fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyways. Okay. Um, okay, so we're going down the same path, okay? Yeah. Um, platitudes, not platforms. Like that. I'm going to try to remember that because that's good. Okay. Um, and the other variable is, is it's not even a, I, I just made that up on the spot. No, it's very good. I like does that. Does it make all. sense? Okay. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And now the other one, it's, it's, it's really two scenarios. The other scenario is we finally get somebody into office who wants to make a change, but that person is the president. Okay? Yeah. And I re- the reason I phrase it that way, or I, 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 I pose the question that way, is because so much has to go through Congress. So that president yeah. not only has to have good ideals, but has to be able to stir up some frenzy yeah. um, in the House and in the Senate. So are we are we doomed is the central question with those two pathways. I don't think we're necessarily doomed. And and I know I we just talked about that, like intelligence officer and all that. But like I think there's there's an element of in the next few election cycles, we can see the complete erosion of democracy. I really do believe that. And it's not it's not just. You know, oh, the Republicans are gerrymandering and, oh, I think that they suck or whatever. It's not just that. It's the apathy. You know, people are feeling more and more like they can't do anything. Similarly, like I I felt that this administration had a really good chance to do a lot of good work. Okay. I think they've accomplished some things, but not nearly enough of what we need. Right. Um, And with that in mind, I, I look at it and. Okay, why is that? And it's not that the the ideas haven't been proposed. It's, in general, the bottleneck of Congress. And okay. so I think even if you had the second coming of a messiah, right, <laughs> come down and try and, you know, uh, instead of parting the red and blue sea but bringing the red and blue sea right. together, uh, I, I think – there's no chance at figuring that out. And I think it really comes down to, it really comes down to, will people continue to engage? And I, and I, I have moments where I, I feel like, okay, there's a chance. So during the 2020 election period, we saw incredible turnout. We saw movements to fight against, you know, the obstructionist uh, efforts from one side versus the other. We saw a lot of passion, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, from both sides, really. And so I thought, okay, this is this is good. This is really good. But because of what's gone on the last two years, it could be very, very easy to lose that momentum. And what I mean by the last two years is we're still in this pandemic, and you know, some people feel we're not in a pandemic anymore. Um, you know, mandates, you know lifted and then put back and then lifted and then put back and people Mm -hmm. protesting. And, you know, we have, we have what's essentially an occupation going on in Canada. And that's actually funded more by U S citizens than Canadian citizens. The truckers convoy in Canada, when you look at their funding is actually more from the United States than Canada itself. And it's not really a protest. It's a fucking occupation. They are sitting there disrupting the flow of traffic and business. And so when we have social movements encouraging good, like good things, you know, look at like the tear gas and the rioting that ends up breaking out. And then we have an occupation happening and nothing. They just started arresting. Like where was, you know, where was the Canadian national guard and and stuff like that? Where do they have a national guard? Well, I'm sure they have some sort of, like backup, force. backup yeah, team? some sort of internal force. Yeah. But I, I look at that, and and we're so divided. It's going to be really difficult to heal, and and I think it always comes down to a, a few different things. And really, you know, it's funny. Uh, our last episode was on education. I think that's like one of the central efforts that needs to happen for us to get back to being a, a truly remarkable country. But so so even with education though, mm-hmm. my question remains. And this is coming from me in a um I don't want to say that I'm being negative, but I want to say that um over the last twenty four hours I've been trying to be more realistic. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, you got the earful last night. But um, I did, and I enjoyed it. No, you didn't, Brian. 
I'm always here. I'm I didn't enjoy here. it. I didn't enjoy it. Because <laughs> you know what it made me realize is that um, there. You know when you have those moments where you're like, "Fuck!" Like, truly, what do I do to make this better? Am I making the right decisions? Mm-hmm. Am I am I am I behaving correctly? Am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Mm-hmm. Am I overthinking? Which is the answer to that for me is always yes. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm always overthinking every. Well, you get a couple of whiskeys in me. I don't overthink so much. I <laughs> get. Um, but it got me think. You know, I was thinking about that, and like for whatever stupid reason, I think because after I got off the phone with you, I talked to Anna, and then like I had to like chill out on some like YouTube reel or not YouTube reels, YouTube shorts. Uh-huh. And of course, like most of mine are political, mm. um, or about Joe Rogan. <laughs> And so then I got thinking politically. Okay. And um, I didn't actually, well, I wasn't even, I figured we'd probably talk about something like this on the podcast today. But um, my thought was, I think that we're so entrenched in the way that things are politically now that right now to me it almost feels like what's going to happen to make the change. Because like when I was just talking to you about those polls, yeah. polling numbers for, yeah, yeah, for Biden. Yeah. yeah. It got me thinking. I was like, okay, well, this is kind of cool because especially for the Biden statistics. So, you know, 45% people of people approve of him running for the second term. Right. 51% say, no, we really need another candidate, mm-hmm. which by the way, about that too, the number one reason was his age. Yeah. They didn't just, they, they didn't think he was hip. They thought he needed a hip replacement. And yes, I did steal that joke from you. <laughs> Um, That's a good one. Yeah, you came up with it. <laughs> so then, my question, you know, so what, what, <laughs> what, what got me pondering about that, or what, what I thought was cool about that, rather, sorry, is that um, you find in in that group, so Democrat slash Democrat leaning slash progressive. Okay. Um, you finally got people saying. I'm not just going to vote for him because he's currently the president and he's currently running the Democratic Party. Right. You have a slim majority that say, no, 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 no. I think we can do better. Yep. Which I know that you are, um, you, I think you've actually you've actually been more realistic about Joe Biden than I thought you were going to be. And that's not an insult to you. No, it's just that, that's fair. you know, you back your party very, very hard. Um, but I do know that you also at the same time. I also hate the Democratic Party. <laughs> Oh, it's it's a, the party I choose. It's but, like that. It's like the. But fr- I also hate it. It's it's like the friend that you have that you're like, all right, well they're my friend, so I gotta go up to bat for them. Yeah. But I really they they're just so fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got I got a root for you know so and so because they're on my team and and they're at bat, but I know they're gonna fucking strike out. <laughs> that's that's the Democratic Party right now. Um. <laughs> but anyways, I think yeah, I think that we can all agree that like Joe Biden just. I don't think he's done a great job. I definitely don't think Kamala has done a good job. We talked right, about right, that. Right. You, you know. can go back three episodes or so. Yeah. See our, our ratings. Um, damn it. You know we're recording, don't you? I found out. Shit. I found out. I didn't realize it until we were like really kind of. I'm going to have to go back it. and say and we're live, but I really. No, I'll, we'll have to go back because I do want to give some credit to some other stuff, but we'll get to that. Oh, we're going to do everything. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that up front. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Now that you know, you son of a bitch. I, as soon as you're like, because at first I could kind of tell because you put your podcast voice on. I didn't know. Yeah. Do I have a podcast voice? Well, you sound sultry. Yeah. Like a normal conversation. Oh, really? Yeah. But when you go podcasts, I'm like, I'd vote for that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and not just because he's my friend, <laughs> but because I believe in uh, him. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> I like it. Um, but I got to, so anyways, back to my main point. So you got into this realistic I was, thought. yeah, yeah. So my, here, and my realistic thought is like, what, what, what needs to happen? Yeah. What needs to really happen? And, and, you know, obviously, like I said, I brought up the whole statistic thing because that's, I mean, to me, that's a positive thing. Sure. It scared me. The whole 50% of Republicans think that Trump should be the nominee for the Republican party. Yeah. And 49% think that they want something different. I think that that should be flipped. And not just forty nine fifty. I think it should be much more drastic. Yeah, 
I think if the, if the Republican Party wants to live on, that they're going to need to make some major changes. I also think it might be beautiful if Trump and Biden had a round two. Because I think we would see something very cool happen. I had this conversation with Vince at the restaurant on Saturday. Because okay. he was asking me, he's like, you know, what do you think about the... the oh, actually, he brought up... Um, and I, I'm, su- I'm surprised you didn't bring this up to me. Uh, how Biden um, appointed the uh, the first transgender uh, to his cabinet. Yeah, that was... Oh, was it not a fit? I thought that had happened a while ago. Uh, maybe I missed it. Okay. But Vince was telling me about that, and he, and he was very proud of himself because he's like, I knew something political that you didn't know. <laughs> and I was like, that's easy. <laughs> that's really easy. Um, but anyways, I think that if you had Biden, Trump, round two. Yeah. Okay? Like this, for all the marbles, they each got one round. Okay. I mean, not really. Technically, Biden's only got one, but I'm saying Trump was elected. Um, I'm easy to do against Hillary Clinton and in the state that America was in at that time. But um, I think that you would see a third-party emergence, whether it's libertarian, whether it's something different entirely. Uh-huh. I think that you would see that come out of the woodwork. I think that you would see maybe, maybe, this is me dreaming a little, now I'm trying to be you know, positive. Mm-hmm. I think that you would see, and I'm not saying that they would win. I don't think America is ready for a third party to win. I think we need it. Whether that party is like an ultra progressive party that you would really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it is, you know, what do the kids say? Alt-right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they're way far right. Um, or maybe they're just somebody like me. Um, I, I think that they would get a good chunk of the vote. Like I'm talking a solid like. Yeah, even more than Gary Johnson in 2016. Yeah, I'm talking like. Because he had like, what, 2% yeah, of the total? I'm vote. talking more like 20 to 25%. So I think there's a, a good amount to unpack there. I think. <clears throat> I think the Libertarian Party falls more towards the right than the left currently. Agreed. Uh, especially with Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I. I would love to see a third party or fourth party, you know, where there is a, a further right or a more progressive uh, wing. I, mm-hmm. I was hopeful that essentially, and and this is my ideal, would be that the Republican Party falls, the Democrats remain, and then there's a progressive party that actually gets shit done for the common folk. Because I think... Old school Democrats don't, or old school Republicans, like true like conservatives like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, don't realize that they've moved more progressive to be like a center Democrat now, right? Mm-hmm. Where they want to, I mean, you look at Biden, he's, he's looking to uh, jack up the military spending even more next year. So like to me, that's, that's, not, <laughs> that's not what I want. And that is very, very old school Republican. So it feels like the the old guard of the Democratic Party is really shifting to the right of what Demo- like the Democratic Party should be. Okay. So with that in mind, I feel as though there is a natural shifting happening in politics. Mm-hmm. But then you have the very strong right side, which is very, very loud. And that's another thing to keep in mind. Like you said, only 50% of the Republicans want Donald Trump back, where it was probably 75, 80% of Republicans were in favor of Donald Trump in 2020 and 2016, you know, if not higher. And his approval rating, like I had mentioned to you earlier, his approval rating at this point in, in office where Biden's at now was 95%. For Republican for, voters. From the Republican voters. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So I Which I, I mean that's a that's 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 like Nancy Pelosi riling up the fucking Dems in the House to vote on a bill. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think there is a shift with the Republican Party where they are very disjointed on their next direction. And I'm I'm 
curious as to what's going to happen with Trump as a candidate because of his current legal issues, the January right. 6th commission. When you have McConnell backing off like he is, it, it feels as if he knows something more. Liz Cheney had her largest fundraising quarter ever uh, last quarter. So there's something going on that we're not privy to just yet. But, you know, when you're talking to the millionaire, the million dollar donors, they probably get some of that insider information. So maybe that's why Liz Cheney was getting so much money. Uh, maybe that's why Adam Kinzinger is stepping in, down and he's looking to make a presidential run. I don't okay. know. Do you think Cheney would make a presidential run? I don't know if she would. I, that, that could be. Like maybe they're starting to push that and, you know, have the first. I mean, that's a big deal. Have the first female president in American history and, and, she's, and she's a Republican. Republican. Like that's a big deal. And because if you're the progressive wing of America is like the Democrats like to believe they are. And it's the other side that gets the first woman in. That's a, that's kind of a, a, a real commentary on they, where the direction of yeah. their party. And they should, and they can make a real home run. They should find themselves like a, a transgendered. Well, that's why Caitlin black, Jenner, black American. That, I think that's the new term now. Black American. I don't know. It's telling me that. When, well, I mean, you mean like black? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> PC culture aside here, um, but yeah, black, transgendered, female, and I don't like that anymore because then they used to be a guy. Mm -hmm. I would rather just have it be like a woman of color. I think... Because that would be a, a true stick it I to don't, the Democratic side, right? It would be, but they won't. They won't have that. Yeah, they won't because I've, you got to understand about the Republican base. Not all Republicans are racist, but there is a strong segment of their base that is. That is just an absolute that's like fact. The, uh, the, so you can't just give up. Let's say even if it's a small segment, ten percent. Yeah, you can't yeah, just yeah, throw yeah, yeah, away ten yeah, yeah. percent of your vote. Well, a really good, uh, a really good quote, and I don't remember who said it, and I apologize because I can't fucking. I would love to give credit. Not all Trump supporters, this is during the Trump uh, administration, not all Trump supporters are racist, but all racists are Trump supporters. Ooh. Isn't that good? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 uh, going back to geometry. Not all not all quadrilaterals are squares, but, but all, all squares, squares are, are quadrilaterals. quadrilaterals. Not all whiskeys are bourbons. Or not, yeah, not all whiskeys are bourbons, but all bourbons are whiskeys. Right. That's a yeah. That's a that's a very interesting statement, and I I would probably argue, you know, in general agreement with it. But yeah, it it just that I'm sorry that was that was what no, I was kind of getting. Yeah. From. So I think I think going back to a couple of things. So going back to the Republican Party and, and Donald Trump, I don't feel that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee anyways. I've been saying that. I think he's running and doing these fundraisers because he doesn't owe it back to anyone so all this money that he is gobbling up is mm -hmm. just his own fortune it is literally millions and millions of dollars he is putting back into his own pockets or back into his his lawyer well it, it will go towards his legal funds because we've been hearing you know the the attorney general from new york and um the doj the january 6th commission there's a lot going on and like i said that's probably why these, you know, Liz Cheney and, and McConnell are distancing themselves or making this push. They are very, very savvy political strategists. So whereas a McCarthy in the Republican Party is not very savvy, he's just a loudmouth. But anyways, the Republican Party has that louder segment of the the MAGA movement. You had a lot of people that are Republican that just always vote Republican. And then you had people that were like, oh, Donald Trump, like, I get what he's saying. Yeah, I don't like the whole quote unquote locker room talker, you know, grabbing people by the pussy. But other things about him I like. I liked his immigration or I liked his I'm cutting taxes, which that's another thing that people need to kind of going forward if we are going to ever repair this country is like, what do you really want out of candidate? Forget the rhetoric, forget the party. Yeah, what, what do, do you, you want them to, what do, to what accomplish? Do you, what do you want out of your government? And people are always like, I don't want big government. Why? 
Well, because it, it, it hurts business. Does it hurt small to medium business? Because it, it actually doesn't. It might get in the way of large corporations, but if it's a truly effective big government, it, it basically has the ability to fight monopolies. That's why you want a big government. You want something that can fight antitrust uh, cases. So that's why I've always been in favor of big government because I actually want the the support of the the majority of the people. I want big businesses to be reined in. I want Wall Street to be reined in, and you know heavier taxation on the highest tax brackets. Like I, that's what I want. But we you have to decide as as a human being what is it that you want from your government. Do you want them do, to build the, the mightiest military force? Do you want us to Done. have the best education <laughs> systems? Do you want us to have, you know, the lowest crime rates? Do you want homelessness to, you know, well, but the voice go away? For- All of these things. You have to think, what do I really want? And that doesn't always mean that the Democrats are going to give it because there's a lot of shit out there that the Democrats say they're going to do and they just don't. They well, don't- obviously, you just had, like, you, and you literally just made a, a valid point for that with, Biden increasing the military budget. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because what is it? What is? I have two things after this, but um, what's it? I remind me. So it's at about I think it was up to seven hundred and seventy six or something. Okay, and I it think was like seven sixty eight or something. Yeah, like that, or, or something like that. Or I think he wants to raise it to seven hundred eighty billion next year. So here, that's that's that is when people <laughs> when people get all upset about the infrastructure bill. Where's that money coming from? We don't have that kind of money. Yes, we do. Yeah. We always have. And when people think, and this is what I'm trying to get at, is like people need to educate themselves on what they really want. Do you want? Because that money isn't going away. Yes, we operate at a net loss, right? Because we're we're in growth and we just always continue to expand. But say we have, you know, $3 trillion of spending a year. Um, for the government, like, what do you want that to be divvied to? Because me personally, I think it should almost entirely go to healthcare and education in America. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you here because I gotta before we get too far away from the you, the root question. Well, no, before we get too far away from a point that you made that I want to comment on. Okay. Um, so you said you're in favor of big government. I am, and and that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily in in in. Uh, favor of big government mm-hmm. my reasoning might be different than mm-hmm. than others mine is because no matter how big the government is it just can't seem to run very efficiently yeah okay mm-hmm. that's the issue and so i just feel like that's more money wasted and i and i agree with you a hundred percent on the military budget we've talked about this before sure i think that we should cut it mm-hmm. i don't want to cut it too much i think there's too many people out there that hate us you know what i mean and i think that we could change that image yeah, if we're if we weren't imperialist, preach, right? Preach. Right. We're in agreement, right? Okay, we're in, yeah, we're agreeing there. Um, I would be okay with a big government, mm-hmm. um, and this will tie in with your point if they were doing something that I believed in. Sure. Um, I would have never said this when we first started our podcast. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I I would be in in in, I would be in agreement with a large government if. They could eliminate poverty. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. get rid of poverty. Mm-hmm. And you made you, you made a point there too, and I don't want it to be glanced over or you know be missed out on because you said two things that are I just they're just so fucking related with each other that it's ridiculous. Yeah, crime and education. Yeah, everyone just fucking maybe maybe not. I feel like a lot of people overlook this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know how we fucking lower crime? We increase funding for schools. And I'm talking more money for the teachers, better teachers, continuing edu- education for teachers. Um, I'm talking good equipment for all schools. Um, once you do that, you know what I mean? And you, and you really get these teachers involved that are trying to in passion, you know, you know, place passion in these kids as far as like, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Okay, cool. Let's get you there. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you want to go fucking clean up garbage on the side of the road, fucking go clean up garbage. Let's find a way to make it very profitable for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you do something like that and you give people purpose 
mm-hmm. there's very, there's there's less reasons to commit crime. Okay, so that 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 that's one thing I wanted to go over really quickly okay. because I think that's important. And again, if we could do that, fucking Brian, you can have your dream, <laughs> fucking three state wide government. Okay. <laughs> Okay. They had to expand Washington D.C. into the ocean. Okay. We have a floating capital now. Absolutely. Which mobile? It's, like hung- it's like Hunger Games. It's, well, and it's it, it's mobile too, so okay. it's cool because it's like hard to attack. We can float that bitch wherever we want. <laughs> Earthquake can affect it. <laughs> None. Tsunamis? We'll make it tsunami proof. Oh, it's like it's like the um, the Avengers that like it was. A, they thought it was just a ship, and then it yeah. like came out of the ocean. And dude, was it fucking flies. It's yeah. a flying right, floating right, city, right. dude. It does it all. Before we get too ridiculous, I mean, seriously, if we spend hundreds of billions of dollars, how do we not have that already? We probably do. Okay, dude, I'll bet you twenty. But I, I want to. I do. I'll, I'll bet you twenty bucks, real fast. I'll bet you twenty bucks <laughs> that the fucking White House can fly. <laughs> it's actually the first thing that's going to get to Mars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking rocket propelled. You know, going back to crime. You know, crime in America, generally, not always, but I think a large majority of it. And I don't have a statistic to exactly back this up on my, uh, you know, on my computer. And Say it, and I'll help you. But crime is generally going to be out of necessity versus evil or passion. Crime of necessity being I'm poor, I'm trying to make ends meet. Even if it's I want the newest shoes, it's like you can never afford anything and finally you want something and you go steal them, Right. Or you're stealing things. A lot of people think, oh, well, those those hit and run uh, crimes in like mall settings. Like there was yeah, some yeah, in Oak yeah, Brook yeah. Mall. Like they attack a, a Louis Vuitton store. They're not wearing those Louis Vuittons on the streets now. No, they go sell those. And whatever you think it is, like, oh, they're just going to. I always hate when people say, oh, well, you know, I, I give a a. a a homeless panhandler some money oh they're just going to go buy drugs or alcohol with it so fucking what but that's not that's like a it's a necessity at that point they're addicted or whatever the case is so a lot of crime is out of necessity so if we if we have a situation where people aren't homeless anymore and mm-hmm. are getting educated and are getting mental health treatments and it's not coming at a cost that's going to bankrupt them and their family now all of a sudden we're lifting everyone up we have a choice here in America, and it's like we if if you lift, if you raise the the level of the water, all boats rise. Have you, you, love ever said, you love that. I saying. love that saying because yeah, you said that before. You can have a smaller boat. Not everyone is meant to have a mega yacht, right? Mm-hmm. In in the in the in the uh, sense of life here, right? The the allegory of this life. If we raise the water, everyone does better. And so as long as that water is eclipsing a level where no one is no one is homeless, everyone gets their health cap- their their health care taken care of, then I am happy. That's what for me the government is meant to do. It's a, it, it is supposed to provide for the common defense. It is not supposed to be an imperialistic effort, which is we have what a thousand bases across the across the world. We should not have a thousand bases. We should have the the most impenetrable force here in America and also maybe some bases, you know, by our allies and stuff like that. The cost it took to run. I, I know we covered it during the Afghanistan um, uh, retreat. Mm-hmm. The the cost that it took to just air condition. Oh, yeah. Those like mobile yeah. home type yeah. fortresses or whatever we had. I mean, that cost... You know, per year, how many people are we now housing at home? Mm -hmm. You know, homelessness in America, I think per year, if every homeless person got a home, I think it would cost us about $40 billion a year. Like that is very doable. That is very doable. And that's just subtracting $40 billion out of the $780 billion that we're expected to spend next year. That's a lot. And if you could say, well, three years ago, four years ago, we were only spending, you know, five, ten years ago, we were only spending $700 billion a year. And now we've upped it over a, a, an eight, nine-year period to $780 billion. 
why haven't we found the money for homelessness? Why haven't we really started looking towards changing the pharmaceutical industry, changing the healthcare industry? You know what they should do for the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry? What's that? Um, and I have two things here, but instead of allowing people to patent their drugs, mm-hmm. say Brian comes up with the cure for cancer, you take this one treatment, you're cancer free. Uh-huh. Well, holy fuck, that saves a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you fucking do that exponentially over the fucking years. Think about how many lives you've saved, Brian. Brian, you could charge whatever you want for it. $100 million for a treatment. $1 million for a treatment. I'm going down because $100 million was way too high. <laughs> okay? Um, but the government should say no. No, 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 no. Tell you what. This drug is for everyone. This treatment is for everyone. But we're going to give you some perks. Where do you want to live? What's your dream house look like? Okay? Cool. Let's build it. We'll build you your dream house. We'll buy you a couple of nice cars. And then we'll pay for your fucking utilities for 30 years. So, okay. Uh, that should be, that should be, okay. Cause you know what? That's what you want. Ultimately people want, like, I want to make all this fucking money so that I can have all the things that I want. Yes. Yes. And no, I think some people just want to make money. So I watch a show called billions and it's really fascinating. And the idea of billionaires, you know, there are some good elements to it. Like, for instance, a Mark Cuban doing mm-hmm. this whole, like, open open market pharmaceutical, you know, transparent cost. And it's a cost plus industry now for pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Love it. So he's doing a lot. And, you know, there's it takes a lot of investment to do that. So, yeah, there there's some perks to having some people with incredible amounts of money. But the problem is, is they're in capital. Capitalism is failing. Period. It's failing. If you have how many people homeless here in America, how many people are medically bankrupt here in America, how many people never get a real fighting chance at the quote-unquote American dream here in America, right? So, and it's not just here. It's anywhere. How many people, capitalism is failing the entire world because what we fail to realize is that by capitalizing on the, the idea of capital, right, uh, capital being money or some sort of idea or innovative practice, that's great. But what ends up happening is people get capitalized on. You You start capitalizing on the human capital. Mm-hmm. And so whether, okay, America's the richest one of, is, is the richest country in the world. How did we get here? Well, we got here through slavery and then indentured servitude. And now what are the richest com- companies doing in America? They're using slave labor, slave labor in other countries countries that are willing to do the same human atrocities we saw here so capitalism isn't working it has never worked and so when people say oh well socialism doesn't work well no because we keep plumbing and plummeting it into the ground so how so because the american like americans literally go into countries and, and overthrow you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so I just wanted the, a little elaboration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, a, for instance, a Venezuela in the past, etc. Now, it doesn't mean capitalism can't function entirely. That's why I say if we're going to have capitalism, we really need a strong, big government that isn't influenced by capitalism. Meaning, there can't be money involved. The moment money got involved where it ta- it costs x amount of money to become a candidate you have to wear certain things you have to you know have certain amounts of political ad campaigns the moment money got involved in our political system was the moment it was doomed so are we doomed forever going back to your first question of this podcast before i even realized it was a podcast no we're not doomed as long as we make the necessary changes very similarly to climate change we have to make these changes there's no well, if we do some things, it'll be good enough. There is no in-between here. There is no in-between. We are going to collapse in on ourselves just like we have throughout history. This is a historical thing. Right now, we are we are mirroring the Roman Empire with our inflationary pra- practices. The Roman Empire you know, lost out to the Goths and the Visigoths and all that, but that wasn't what really broke them. What broke them was political corruption and inflation. But our inflation isn't necessarily 
all bad inflation, but what we are seeing is a lot of price gouging in addition to the, to the to the inflation. Look at cars. Look at the price of cars right now. And and the thing is with that is certain companies, like a, for instance, I, uh, Bernie Sanders was using this example with Starbucks, was crying about inflation. They had to raise the prices. They had a record quarter. You can't have a record quarter and also cry about the cost of goods going up. It doesn't make sense. They had a record quarter for profits? Yes. Okay. So they're, they're, I think they went up by like 30% or some shit. And it's like... Not like gross income, but like... No, no, no. So like their profits went up 30%. It. Okay, just making so, sure we're clear. So their cost of goods might be going up. The, the rate of... The rate of um, their wages might be going up. And even still... They're they recording more record money. profits. Yeah, they're even further into the black. Because they've they've had more, uh, you know, um, brick and mortar shops open up. You know, they've had more accessibility on, on their apps and stuff like that. You know, there's, you can't cry inflation and still be record profits. If you are crying inflation, your profits should be going down. And that's why you raise the prices. But if you're making, if you made $3 billion last quarter and you made $4 billion this quarter, you can't cry inflation's hurting you. You just can't. And so that's what we're seeing a lot of is other companies are jumping in on this whole inflation boat. And it is pricing us out of certain goods. And and so that's that's why capitalism is falling because it is... It is a practice that prides itself on profiteering. Do you think that um, capitalism would have a better chance if, and listen, like I, I just, I'm, I am fully aware that I come up with ridiculous ideas and sometimes they're rash, um, but this is somewhat serious. Yeah. What if, what if we only paid our government officials the medium income of the country that they were? So in this case, the U.S. Okay. Yeah. So I think the median median income is somewhere around fifty thousand dollars. Okay, it might be less, but um, okay, cool. Fifty thousand dollars. That's what all of our senators get paid. Mm-hmm. That's what all. That's what the president gets paid. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. and do you think that that would inspire them to have some sort of growth? Because listen, you can keep tacking more on at that that front end. You know what I mean. You're millionaires, you're billionaires, you're soon to be trillionaires. Okay, but that's not, it, it's still not going to increase that median income mm-hmm. the way it would if you just, as Brian says, add some fucking water to the ocean so everything can rise. <laughs> that's a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, so, I mean, do you think that that would inspire some sort of change and that could make capitalism work? I, and I think you're going to say no because I think that your idea is capitalism is just so based I don't, in greed. But. I don't think – well, yes, I do think capitalism is based in greed. But I think there are enough good people that we could swing it in a better way. I do think, going back to what I was saying earlier, is big government has to be really big in order to rein in capitalism to be a good thing. So basically you have to have – stronger antitrust um stronger antitrust efforts we have to rein in wall street we have to rein in you know wall but street effectively effectively you right. can't just, you don't want to just build these branches yeah you don't build want these to... pieces of government and then they just do like what the rest of the government's doing well so bend over and take it so, so you talked money. about you talked you talked about the inefficiencies of government democracy is inefficient because it's the idea of democracy is everyone has a voice. Stand in a room of 20 people and say, we're going to build a tower out of toothpicks. How do we do it? And you're going to have 20 different ideas and it's all going to go and it's going to take a long time for anything to get done. That's why if you want efficiency, you go authoritarian, right? It gets done a lot faster. It's not always humane. It's not always a good thing morally, ethically, or logically, but it's effective. It's efficient. So democracy is never going to be efficient. We're going to have waste, whether it's monetary waste, time waste, whatever the case is. Understood. But if that's what we want, then that's what we we have to deal with. That's one of the great thing about democracy is everyone is a part of it. There's a buy-in to it. Well, we're we're starting to lose that buy-in. There's right. there's political apathy. People aren't bought in to the the system being for them. 
people on both sides of the spectrum think that the the system is rigged against them and they're both right but donald trump is not your savior right storming the capitol in the name of a, 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 a rigged election well <laughs> she's probably more of an answer than donald trump <laughs> <laughs> for a happy ending to the story um <laughs> She'd be the first president to give a blowjob and not just get one in the Oval oh, Office. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyways. Okay. That was good. Okay. So, anyways, the the idea of the – and I've talked about this a couple of times when we were talking about January 6th. But, like, there was reason for those – the people that stormed the Capitol was – you should be mad. They are, they are mad because the system is rigged against them. But Donald Trump isn't the savior, and the election itself was not rigged. Period. End of story. Not the machines, not the process. The only thing that's rigged about it is some of the voter laws. But we're trying to get that out of the way, and we're not. Because 50, 50 Republican senators refuse. Okay, fine. The, the rage, though, is a good thing. They are identifying that there is a systemic issue in America. Left and right, we can all agree on that. Okay, so why don't we all come together and start figuring out how is this rigged against us? I don't know. The billionaires have a system. Did you know? And this is a commentary a, a commentary on capitalism across the entire globe. Okay. 86 men, 86 people have enough wealth for the bottom half of the entire world's population. 86 people control more wealth than 3.5 billion people. 86 to 3.5 billion. That's how you know capitalism isn't working. Now, some countries do it a little bit better. For instance, I'm a big proponent of what's going on in Scandinavia and Europe, et cetera, et cetera. But even then, we're still capitalizing off of human capital in other countries, Africa and you know Asia and stuff like that. So if 86 people control more wealth than 3.5 billion people, your system is fucking broken. But if we bring it back to America, we all know that the 1% controls 95% of the wealth in America, right? So if we look at that, now we even can identify a systemic issue here in America. And it's been like this for decades and decades and decades. We see the best growth in America when we raise the tax rates on the highest Americans. We should not raise taxes the slightest sliver of an iota against anyone in the middle and lower class, period. And I don't think in the top, we'll say if you're in the top 15% of America, that your taxes should go up, period. Right? If you're making $500,000 a year and you're paying you know, for your household, you're you're making five hundred thousand dollars a year, comma, and you're paying your what? I'm teasing. Oh. <laughs> you're making five hundred thousand dollars a year, and you have a household. You have a couple of kids, your wife or whatever, or your husband and wife, or husband husband, wife and wife, two kids. Let's say in a household making five hundred thousand, married couple making five hundred thousand dollars. I think you're paying like thirty four percent taxes. That's a sizable amount. That's good. It should not go up. But if you're making over a million dollars a year, over $10 million a year, you should be paying a very high tax rate because the benefits in this country, and it shouldn't only be what you make. That's another key ingredient, right? So like the, the, the way the billionaire class has, has kind of run this system is like you get stock options and that's right, your value right, and then right. you borrow against that and so it's technically debt not income so your three billion dollars that you use for your play around money every year that's just debt and then you pay it all off when you catch out some stuff whatever when we look at that we need to go back to where they were i think it was what 1952 or 56 or something like that it was under eisenhower we had the 90% per, 90 tax rate. It was a progressive tax rate. They got all the way up to 90%. But that wasn't that wasn't affecting, you know, people and and everyone thinks, so, well, if I make a million dollars a year, like what are my taxes going to be? Listen. Listen. You're probably not. If you aren't right now, you might not ever. And that's yeah. okay. 
But if we start equalizing those things, now we have more money to dump into education. We have money to dump into healthcare, so we can continue raising. You might the be water. able to keep your fucking seven hundred and seventy billion dollar military. You you really would be able to, right? But like you're able, you're not taking money away from from anything. You're just going to add, right? Yeah. And so that's that's where I'm at with capitalism. Is like you need big government that isn't corrupted by money. Our government is a capitalist government. Government shouldn't have isn't shouldn't be guided by economy. Right. Right. Capitalism is an economic system. Democracy is a is a um, government system. They should not be intertwined. The one should reign in the other. The government system needs to control the economy. The economy can't control your government system. And that's what the problem with it is in American capitalism. In our American government, they're so intertwined. It's like a cancer cell. Right. And it's just like stuck and you have to figure out a way to shrink it and then cut it out. And so we're in this position going all the way back again to your first question. Are we doomed on our current path? Yes. American democracy is doomed until we get money out of the system. We get it's and it's if you got you money, out, money of the out of the system, then you got to get money into the system by taxing. By taxing, but like if you got money out of the system, think of how many of these older, generally generally old white dudes who are doing it. Even you know, on the Democratic side, like Pelosi wouldn't be doing it if she didn't have like all this insight and blah. blah. Like she would get out. Like people want power. Don't get me wrong. Like there is there but is they a want certain money more, but they want that power is usually to leverage more money mm-hmm. and and leave a legacy and like all of that bullshit. And so if you get rid of the money, there isn't that that hunger for the power that will kind of further escalate their their financial goals. And I think if we do that, the American system has a chance. American democracy has a chance when we get the money out. Republican or Democrat president, I don't give a shit right now. The only Democrat that was on the stage that would have been good for this country in terms of actually moving us forward was Bernie Sanders. Okay. Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. Now, in my opinion, were there some that were obviously better candidates than others? Yes. Would I have voted for any one of those standing on the democratic stage over Donald Trump? Yes. But let's say next time it's Adam Kinzinger versus Joe Biden. Maybe I want to start sending a message to the Democratic Party that this old guard bullshit that they've been doing, this centrist bullshit that doesn't actually get us anywhere, I'm done with it. It's not about Republican and Democrat anymore. It's about getting actual work done. The problem is, is do I trust anyone in the Republican Party, even in Adam Kinzinger? I would be very, very skeptical. Do I trust anyone in the, in the Democratic Party? There are some that I actually trust. I trust an AOC. I trust a Katie Porter. I trust a Bernie Sanders. But there aren't as many as I would like to actually say, yeah, I affiliate with the Democratic Party. If I'm having to choose a select few that I actually do trust, no, it should be I trust the party. There are a select few that I don't. Okay. It's a good answer. Yeah. So to to kind of wrap up here, uh, to your first question, I don't know if there's more because there we were, just, but we just kind of went into this podcast. And no, no, I, no, I think it's been fun. There but were, but the uh, you, you went a little bit longer than I expected. The 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 doomed aspect. I was looking for a brief yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> the doomed aspect. I had like twenty more questions. Here, here we go. Do I think if we stay on our current trajectory, we are doomed? Yes. Do I think we're going to change? I'm, I am hopeful. Yes. I think we're going to learn the hard I'm way, hopeful. though. I think there's, I think we're going to, we, we came very close to losing democracy in 2020. I don't think we came that close, but I think we came. I think it's I think a lot wake, closer. I think we had a wake up call. As we look at January 6th, especially, and how, how fragile that transfer of power, that, that sacred transfer of power, how fragile that is. 
I think we've realized just how fragile our democracy is. And it was a lot closer than people really, even more than you and I, who, who do a lot of research and talk politics and read about politics and think about politics, even more than we think. Like, I think some of our listeners, you know, are in similar situations as us. Obviously, they listen to a local political podcast. So Dope. thank you for listening. But you're in a very similar position as us. Like, we only know so much. Mm-hmm. I think there's very good reason that Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and even a Mitch McConnell starting to back down and say like, oh, this is this was an insurrection. Like, I think they're realizing just how close we were. And now we have like Donald Trump destroyed all these records and stuff like that. That's illegal to do. The, the, the National Archives have, have said like, no, there are tons of records missing that he destroyed. Some of them were confidential in nature and needed to be in the archives and they're just gone. Hmm. So, and I think that's another reason, you know, Biden is opening up the executive privilege in the White House records to say, like, no, you can look in them for for any calls made and and stuff like that, um, guest lists, et cetera, for the the weeks leading up to January sixth. Like, there's no executive privilege regarding this because it's it was that dire. So, and there you have it. Do, let me ask you, do you think we're doomed? And we're out of time. <laughs> it just wound me up. <laughs> I called it. Well, I mean, you know, I had a few things to say in there. You did. You no, were, no, you definitely talked. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is you were going so passionately. Yeah. I just couldn't stop you. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. No. Um, do I think that we're doomed? Uh, I don't know. I don't think we're doomed. I think we're in for a rude awakening. I think there's going to be some weird shit that's going to happen. Even weirder than like January 6th? Yes. Or do you think there's just going to be more on that level? Uh, Here I'll be optimistic. I'll just say hopefully just more on that level and hopefully not at the Capitol. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I just just don't want it to be at the Capitol. Because if we ever destroyed those buildings, you know, I just think that wouldn't be the first time. That's true. Yeah. Did you know White House? Did you know that Thomas Jefferson said that the Constitution should be should be shredded every twenty years? Why? Because there's generational shifts and they Mm. should be accommodated in the Constitution. Yeah. Pretty smart for a slave owner. Yeah, I mean, he knew that like slavery would be out at some point, and like we should adopt the adopt that kind of mentality to the to the Constitution. I'm not trash talking Thomas Jefferson though. You know. No, I I mean Same. I I will trash talk him plenty, but in that instance, the fact that he thought the constitution should be shredded every 20 years, I think is brilliant. Yeah. Because like He probably said ripped. They didn't have shredders then. Well, you can still shred with your hand. He didn't say it would go through an electric shredder. Uh, I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that, like how we we talk about freedom of speech and now we have like social media and yeah. like all of that. I mean, it's just a whole different ballgame. And, I, yeah. and I'm a big supporter of freedom of speech. But, like, just the way we process it, like, it's very hard to go, well, what would our founding fathers think? The fuck? Like, same thing with, like, the right to bear arms. They like, would think, what the fuck is Facebook? <laughs> right. And what is a computer? What is a bazooka? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to put a pouch of gunpowder in your guns anymore? No, oh. we got way cooler shit. Now. You don't have to quarter soldiers. Well, that's thanks to us. You're welcome. So that one could probably stay as is. Yeah. No quartering of soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. You ever think about that? That'd be fucking nuts if we had to do that shit now. Imagine there's another civil war. First of all, it's weird because like you know I mean people have family everywhere now. So it's like it'd be hard to be like I'm gonna go fight my fucking cousin because he lives in Florida. Well, it, it, um, it would be very odd because it wouldn't it wouldn't be as it geographical, right? Exactly, as regionalized. Yeah, yeah. I, was gonna, I was gonna say that. It would just be a bunch of, like it'd be like one big battle royale. I'm liking it. Mm. We could televise it, put it on pay per view, sell it to all the other countries, make a profit, pay off all of our debt. Fair enough. We're not doomed anymore. We're not doomed. <laughs> People are going to die, but... Uh. I think on our current trajectory, final answer. Current yeah. trajectory, we're doomed. I have hope that we change our trajectory. I think that we are not doomed either way. I think that if we stay at our current uh, trajectory, mm-hmm. stay on this path, 
I think you, some terrible things will probably happen, and it'll be some scary times for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I tried to hold. I tried to hold fast to hope that we would correct at that point. Okay. Um, and then obviously, if we change trajectory and really start going for like, all right, let's take care of you know everybody at the bottom let's bring them up let's give them you know at least a fighting effort maybe not for them but maybe for their kids Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um because to be able to to you know have your children have a better life than you had you know it's like i always say about my dad grew up in a trailer park Mm -hmm. look at me now i have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) fair enough but you know seeing those those jumps in uh socioeconomic status from you know father to son or father to daughter um you know what i mean that's 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 positive growth yeah we need to continue on that way yeah um but seeing things like that you know i mean if we if we if we really were trying to you know and I'll, i would even say a universal health care um that would be fantastic too, and then we'd be even better. Yeah, you know what I mean. So both 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 scenarios not doomed. Okay, in for a real awakening, you know, if we stay on this path. But okay, uh, especially when Brian and I come to the Capitol, get our referee shirts on. It's ours for two weeks. Y'all got red cards, bitches. <laughs> you know what we'll do to them too? We'll send them down to the fucking uh, the holding cells where they keep all the immigrants. Oh, not the immigrants, the illegal immigrants. Quote unquote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking put them down there. Okay. Like, <laughs> on the border? Don't worry, I got some housing for you. Got it. They can choose that or the Everglades. With the Crocs. I was thinking more because of the swamp. Yeah, alligators, not swamp. Crocs. No, swamp. Alligators. That's what they call them in DC, the swamp. Swamp things. Yeah, dude. You ever see that swamp thing? Oh, yeah. I watched the show. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I used to have the action figure. All right. Oh, dude, me too. Well, I think it was probably, probably wasn't mine. It's probably like my brother's or some shit. Probably. You stole it, you thief. I probably didn't steal it. It probably got lost, dude. We threw shit everywhere. <laughs> there were seven of you. I'm <laughs> sure that was the case. We used to pile up all the boxes and shit like that, the storage boxes that my parents would store like stuff in, in, our, in the room in the basement where we had our jungle gym. And we would literally like, like build forts. And then chuck beanie babies at each other. <laughs> and now those beanie babies would be worth thousands. I I still have some of them. Oh, I'm sure. Supposedly are worth money. Um, but yeah, we had walkie talkies. Nice. I lived a great childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's all we have for today, folks. Yeah, let's go. Let's go do our opening. Now we're gonna go do our intro. <laughs> do good. Be great. Love, Love you guys. Fix. How you gonna react? We insomniac, we ain't get no sleep. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. Saints status quo, this is rock and roll. This is how I get on now, run This is bye bye, ta ta, audio. This is all or none, this is all I know. This that I don't know, we try and go. I don't even know, I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road, trying to catch a wave, gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back.